Hey, welcome to DTM Zach Talks About, a podcast where me and my friend Zach talk about everything. Each week we deliver episodes ranging from relationship, life tips, and viral moments. Hey guys, it's your host DT. And this is your co-host Zach. And this is DT and Zach Talks About. We are talking about today the Black Lives Matter movement. And police brutality. And um, of course this is like, I don't want to say this is a hot topic because I feel like this is just something that, you know, it's been going on every day. Um, There have been countless videos that I have seen on social media and more importantly on Twitter that I feel obviously are not okay but we're gonna go into the definitions um or actually we're gonna talk about the black lives matter movement and if you want to start with that zach of course of course all right so now most people kind of seem to not understand what is black lives uh, what is the uh, black lives matter movement or you know what it really stands for so The BLM, or the Black Lives Matter uh, movement, was created in 2013. So it's, you know, officially the 10-year anniversary that uh, this movement was created, or excuse me, the organization itself has been created. Uh, it was created after the death of Trayvon Martin when George Zimmerman was acquitted of all charges, uh, basically the wrongful murder of Trayvon Martin. May his soul rest in peace. The foundation itself was founded by three black female organ organizers. Bet nobody didn't know that. <laughs> uh, their names their names are Alicia Garza, Patrice Coolers, and Opal Tomedi. Uh, Tom, excuse me if I butchered that. Um, the uh, the movement later uh, grew to national levels in 2014 after the unlawful deaths of Michael Brown in Missouri and Eric Gar- Garner in New York. But then it grew to global levels. That's when every so basically that's when everybody started to like really see what was going on within the United States in 2020. After uh, George Floyd was un- uh, un- uh, unlawfully detained, and, um, yeah, he was unlawfully detained while uh, while caught on film by Officer Derek Chauvin, uh, who not only had you know George handcuffed to the ground, but he had his knee in his neck. Now, even with that alone most people still try to uh still try to find some type of justification into what into oh well you know george had you know he uh, he had so much fentanyl in his system he had a criminal background and this that and the fourth but it 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 really doesn't you know hold any type of weight when you have video evidence of what actually happened and all these justifications and all these different speculations that people were making around that time, that's when it kind of just not necessarily blew up out of proportion, but that's when Black Lives Matter became like a staple 
with it not uh just not only within the black community but it started to become a state uh it started to gain support from other people uh from other people of color like uh hispanic um na- uh, native indigenous uh, uh asian it it grew it grew so it's basically black lives matter or the black lives matter movement is just to just to kind of show the systematic racism, uh, uh, excuse me, the systematic racism and the inequality of what black people go through on a day to day basis here in the United States as a whole. And I'm going to like, you know, give the definition of police brutality. Police brutality is an excessive and an unwarranted use of force by the law enforcement against an individual or a group. It is an extreme form of police misconduct and is a civil rights violation. Police brutality includes, but not as, but not limited to, beatings, shootings, and improper takedowns and unwarranted use of tasers. And here recently, we have seen a really big uptake with this kind of thing. And oftentimes, I would say that people... This isn't something new. This has been something that has always happened. Right. And like, you know, this country. And I think people are like, you know, I'd always hear like the comments of like, well, you know, it just wasn't like a really big problem before. And my thing is like, it has always been a problem. The only difference is now that everyone has cell phones and everyone has internet connection. They can upload something. They can stream something while it's currently happening. Regardless of what, you know, people would actually like to believe Mm -hmm. and you know it can it just it it just backtracks from like slavery times you know and even in the ending of it you know it just people being you know being treated differently you know and I would say that you know a lot of the laws are not built for us but they're built in a sense against us right and i i'm sorry <clears throat> but i can look at a lot of things that are like i've personally can say you know i used to work for the local dispatch you know and a lot of the times i would try to like hear you know i was on the opposite in a weird sense, I was on the opposite side of the fence, not in terms of my ideology, but I was like, like literally physically, like I was okay. I'm not necessarily on the police side, but I literally worked for them. Right. And I would, would, I would try to listen to how they would respond to people and how they would talk to people that were in, you know, the really impoverished areas and things like that. Like if they were get sent out to like, you know, Beverly, or they get sent out to College Hill, or like Newtown, or like just different neighborhoods that are, you know, predominantly black or Hispanic neighborhoods, or the poor areas. And I would listen just for like, just trying to like, I would kind of just try to see if there was any like bias or prejudice in the way that they would speak to people, or how they would handle situations. And I mean, I wasn't surprised, but obviously it was there. And I mean, we're in Texas. This is the South, you know, we're in a Bible Belt. You know, just a lot of things go on. And I would see how they would be 
like, oh, just another baby mama getting into it with her, you know, baby daddy or like, you know, oh, they're just fighting like they always do. And I remember at some point I would ask, like, you know, are you saying like those two people are fighting like they always do? Or are you saying that these people are fighting as in black people like they always do? You know, I don't like that mis I don't like that misconception because as I said before, black people are not a monolith, you know, we are not all just the one exact same people. We have the same skin tone. Though we are a different variety of people. Right. And I would really hate like how they would talk and you know I am glad that I don't work for them anymore because I don't know how much longer I would have been able to take that kind of stuff, like hearing that kind of thing, like it messes with you because not only are you seeing what's happening in the world world, like on social media and things like that, but you're also like hearing from your own department about how they feel about people who look like you. And might I add, there were only two like two black people that worked in the dispatch and it was me and another person and the rest of the dispatch were conservative older um white people <laughs> and they'd be like oh you know like DeAndre you're so it's just, it, it's just like little things like this like subtle things that I would notice and you know granted this is about BLM and police brutality but I mean obviously we're going to talk about racism but it would just be like little subtle things that I would hear about like even with myself I remember that um, they'd always be like oh DeAndre he speaks so well he speaks so clearly so educated and I feel like those are really weird things to say and I used to even hate that growing up as a kid because I'm thinking to myself like I'm talking like anyone else talks I don't think that I'm talking any differently but what I'm hearing is that I'm sounding more palatable for white audiences and I'm more digestible like my blackness is more digestible for them oh they expect me to just I don't I don't know it's just like they have like a preconceived idea of me and they're they're trying to place a stereotype on me whenever I'm not fitting it it makes them feel weird or they're just genuinely surprised and I hate I hated that I genuinely hated that and I mean we deal with that just with that even like our at our jobs are just like you know just different things you know everyday life you, you you notice how people treat you differently you know right yeah it, yeah and just a kind yeah just a kind of bounce off what uh, what you said um yeah I've had that happen to me as a uh, not even necessarily as a kid but probably probably somewhere in between I will say my middle school years so yeah I, so yeah basically you're practically a kid at that point um yeah I will I literally even my own peers like you know pe- you know the same same people that look like me will always be like oh you know Zach you speak like why you talk so white and all this other st- and like everything else in between and it it'll honestly just make me feel uncomfortable I'm like well it's not I'm like, well, is this not how I'm supposed to talk? Like, I think I'm speaking pretty coherently just, you know, just for everybody to understand me. But I mean, if it's a certain way I'm supposed to be talking, then I mean, I can't 
do that. Like, that's just not me. No, that's, I definitely get that. And it's just like, and it, and then even growing up in the, even now experiencing, you know, you know, going or being out on my own, like in the real world, it's just like, it, it has a deeper depth to it. And it's like, okay, so all these, like some of these, you know, white people I've have I have hung around, you know, because with me being in a, you know, majorly populated area, such as Dallas, like, you ne- I never know who exactly what type of person I, or what type of person I'm going to run into. And it's like, okay, well, you know, I can't like here. I kind of have to like be, be diligent on who I, who I conversate and, asso- and associate myself with. Not necessarily in a turn, not, not necessarily in the fact of, oh, you know, you're white. I got to stay away from you. But, you know, I kind of have to, you know, be prepared of what, you know, what kind of person you are. Because, again, that Dallas is a pretty big city. Like, you, you it's so many people here. That you never know who you're going to run into. But as far as, um, but as far as, like, experiencing any type of, any type of racism, like I wouldn't say I personally, ha- I wouldn't say I've personally experienced it, and, and you know it hasn't happened yet. But I'm pretty sure at some point it will. But it's more like it's more like it's more it's kind of like I'm in constant fear in a weird sense because I'm like no, definitely, yeah, yeah. It's like I'm I'm like in constant fear because I don't know who like who's watching me or who you know what you know what i you know per, you know per, like what people perceive uh perceive me to be like you know I, and obviously when people look at me you know their perception is oh you know he could be just a you know, he could just be another angry black, you know, an angry black man, you know, who's always ready to fight, listens to rap music and, you know, plays basketball and block. And that type of stereotype is what's drilled into most people, at least most conservatives and, you know, conservatives head generally. And not even just them, but unfortunately some even mo- even most <laughs> most of our our own people look look at it as oh well you know you know you're like oh you just run with them white folks like you just you know you do what them white folks say and i'm like that's not the case like i'm like at the end of the day i'm still black like i can't help that my i can't help that my level of my level of uh intellect is you know not to it's not to try to brag or anything but i can't help that my level of intellect is so much higher than uh everybody's but you know i do what i but at the same time i want to be able to try to spread that type of awareness to people but it's like it's kind of hard to do that especially in today's age when is where it's just like where you have most where you have most of most people are so profoundly ignorant to okay well this is happening but you know i'm just not gonna do anything and then you have this other side where you know they look at you and it's like oh well you know you you know really you're just another nigga to to us so i mean you could do whatever you think is necessary to appease us but you're still you're still a nigga like it doesn't matter so that i'm kind of like um so it's like even with you know even with the black lives matter movement becoming a thing 
it kind of now feel now it kind of feels like now I have a voice to actually speak and I'm like okay look I have an opinion just like you have an opinion or you know your opinion may not be as valid as the next person and it, it's a everybody is so everybody has their own differences of perspectives and own and their own differences of opinion especially when it comes to not only just the black lives matter movement but just police brutality as a whole and even with even with you know police brutality as a whole like there there has been numerous of cases even through even throughout social media there's been numerous of cases where it's just like you can visibly see police officers assault like not only just assaulting black people like black men black women black children like but they're they're like they're just unlawfully like just executing us and it's being swept under the rug and it's not nobody's really you know, not necessarily talking about it but when it's like whenever we try to get the same equality or the same type of justice from when you know from when you know a, just a random person just comes out of nowhere and starts you know and just you know kidnaps a you know i would say if they kidnap like a nine-year-old black black child or it's just like oh well it's not it's nothing we can do about it or you know oh well you know we'll keep an eye out and with law enforcement it's just so they're they're so there's just they really are biased they they just really i definitely want to cut in on this part because i i definitely have a story okay. to talk about from whenever i was a dispatcher go ahead so i remember we had a call from um a mom and I don't I'm not gonna give names obviously for like you know legal reasons but like there is a mom who was calling about her 14 year old daughter and her stepsister Mm. um in short the mom was like looking for her daughter and she was you know she would constantly call and I'm pretty sure you know the mom wasn't like you know I don't want to say this because I don't know the person but probably not a good person because you know she was constantly calling about her daughter running away and you know they're running away from something you know but I remember like when I was training with one of the other dispatchers I remember them saying like oh you know this person calls all the time you know like this like bullshitting and things like that and i'm like what do you mean like bullshitting or like are you like they're lying or are you saying like you know they're just calling because they always have an issue and things like that right and basically the daughter would always run away because i guess she wanted to be with her friends and things like that i'm not really sure i mean you know 14 year old children like i mean they're in that age where they just want to do whatever but (laughs) i was gonna say that (laughs) that she i remember her like being like hearing her distress like saying like i can't find my baby and like you know it it, is hugging on my heartstrings because i'm thinking about my mom in that situation like her not being able to find one of us you know and she's freaking out and then I just remember the other dispatcher just being kind of like, you know, like, oh, the daughter, you know, like, you know, he's basically kind of like being nonchalant about it. Like we have a certain, we had a certain way of handling 
missing children like there's a whole different like rule book that we have to go by and we have to read it word from word asking questions like what were they wearing last time you saw them you know where they could possibly be at you know scar tattoos things like that you know and i remember he didn't really even ask those questions like he was just kind of like trying to get her off her phone Mm -hmm. and then i remember we had another missing child and the child was white and the dispatcher just being like you know oh no we're gonna help her find her like you know we're gonna do this this, isn't it and i'm thinking in the back of my head i'm like this wasn't the same energy that you gave to this black mother and i think that's very disturbing because i get on facebook i get on facebook every day just to see what's going on in the world and it doesn't like it never fails it's at least once or twice a day i see something about a missing black child and it's crazy that people have to resort to excuse me it's crazy that people have to resort to going on and i'm not saying like you know it doesn't help as well with also you know officers but they have to resort to police officers and they'll read the post and like you know she's like 14 or like he's like 16 or something like that and i haven't seen them and we talked to officers about it and they didn't want help and i know that whenever it comes to you know black children and things like that they're not getting as much push through on like the news services and things like that like a and this is not to sound like shady because i feel like any like missing person needs to be found like i don't want anybody missing regardless of race right but i could see you know i would see like okay if a like a you know a blonde hair blue-eyed white girl 14 goes missing and things like that it is an internet damn near international news are trying to find her and there are so many black children that go missing and the only way you would know is through a simple post from the mother or a family member but not actually something from like a police department or something like it would be for the you know it's, it's, it's kind of upsetting seeing that because like I, I noticed that like it's like you're not valuing black lives as much as you value others and it's just, it was just like seeing that firsthand at the dispatch and also just noticing the things on social media and on like you know this tv and the things like that like it just really puts things into perspective like it's not just like you know it's not just police brutality but it's literally just how how society is as a whole like we don't value black lives as much as we do our white counterparts and i don't um, I'm sorry, you can go. Oh no, you're good. Um, I was just no, I was just saying we like they. Well, I wouldn't say we, but they honestly, law enforcement just really don't care about us in any form or fashion. And and I can give a few. I can literally give a few examples. Like um, I, I want to say this happened sometime last month uh, or or should better or better to say last year. Um, a 13 year old black boy was shot and killed by just some random random white man because he apparently according to him according to his statement the black boy was being aggressive towards him in some form or fashion but so the and the thing is the man was the the man was going to get charged like he like he was already going to get charged for murder just off rip but for what but then all of the sudden 
all of his charges got dropped because hit like not only himself but his mother came up to the station and they claimed self-defense and all the charges were dropped and i'm sitting there thinking that is bullshit exactly so i'm just like how i'm like how did you feel threatened by a 13 year old that you that you ran up on and just opened fired for no reason like how do you what um, and that's the and that's the thing and this night and this goes with this this pretty much goes with the whole racist as or the racism aspect of how you know not only just law enforcement but just the government as a whole treats us as black people excuse me because it's like it's like because it's like it's like you said even with you being you know even with you being a dispatcher like you had like they were more quicker to respond to their own kind but then when it came to us it was just like oh well we'll get to it when we can and it's like we're it's like now at this point in time and and i'm gonna you know i'm gonna kind of throw this in there um too but some of these missing black children also have to do with being a part of sex trafficking too like and it's it's very it's very disheartening because it's like these aren't just you know what these aren't just women of you know adult like adult black women these are these are children like i'm talking ages like maybe 14 14 15 16 maybe 17 and and they're and they're missing for like weeks on end like and they and it's like whenever they do try to get law enforcement involved there it's like some of it's like some of them are are so terrified to even try to speak out or even not even necessarily speak out let me redact that it's like they're it's like they're so terrified is because it's like they know for a fact that law enforcement isn't going to do anything like even when they say that oh i've been held captive had no food water and i've been locked in this basement being raped day in and day out like it, and obviously it's one of your it's one it's one of it's one it's a white not uh, excuse me let me <laughs> whew, sorry it, it's 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 usually someone within law enforcement as you know as themselves they can either they can either be on not not necessarily on duty cops but they could be off duty they could be off duty and even they could be you know ex cops or ex deputies and they get away with this shit so scot free no matter how crucial the crime is no matter even when they know it's wrong even when they took even when police officers took the oath to protect and serve they only protect and serve their people they're still they still have this idea that they want a pure excuse me they want a pure society when it's with it when it's just nothing but them and it it's just like why like why it's like i was just gonna like i said before like it like as like these a lot of the laws that are created are not you know made to protect us but they're made to like you know protect against us if that makes sense right i definitely understand like where you're coming from because i i can often think about like there's another scenario that i want to speak about Mm -hmm. um i remember 
there was another scenario where there's a um I want to say he was 17, 18, and this person lived out in the country, um, like kind of like city limits of Tashkana. And the child had a, um, they were biracial, they are black and white, and they were staying with their um, family, their white family. And I remember like going and reading the report after getting a call about this person. And, like, you know, the boy calls us because, you know, as a dispatcher, it's not just only obviously one of us, but there's, like, eight of us. And so we can listen to different calls while someone else is taking a call. And I remember, like, I got a call from the grandmother talking about, like, oh, like, he's being violent, yada, yada, yada. And, like, you know, he's just, like, acting crazy. And then I learned that the boy has... um some mental illnesses i won't say what they are um i'm like okay okay like you know just like just try to stay separated and things like that and um we'll try to you know we're gonna get someone out there and i remember seeing like um she was telling me like oh he pushed me like he scratched me bruised me yada 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 and i'm like thinking like oh shit like this is you know obviously this is serious so like you know we need to get someone over there and then i'm listening to my other coworker speak to the you know speak to the kid who's also calling because he's saying like you know he's like crying freaking out like he's scared he's like i didn't even do anything like you know she's like she's lying on me she's just trying to get me in trouble you know because i'm black and she knows she just doesn't like me and she just wants to you know just i don't know get me put out of the house and things like that and then you know it kind of disturbed me like i said i don't feel like i was really cut to be a dispatcher like you know it was okay but at the same time it was like really draining right especially emotionally draining and so i remember then later like the rest like later that shift obviously the officers filed the reports and things like that and you know we were able to go look at the reports and then finding out that like this lady was literally bullshitting because i remember i also wrote in the notes that she had claimed that the um grandson had like scratched her and pushed her you know and she she was all bruised up and the officers said that they checked on her with you know the ambulance you know the emts and things like that and there was not a scratch or bruise or anything on her and i was just thinking to myself like this is like your grandchild and i had a sense that she was lying but you know obviously i'm not the one that's physically there so i can't say what happened right but i just had this really weird sense that she was lying to me about the situation like i feel like she was adding extra like maybe they got into a verbal spot but i know definitely that she didn't physically touch like he didn't physically touch her right and the idea that you in you know what's going on in today's world and you know what could happen to someone who is of color and the fact that you did that to your child of color or your grandchild of color, excuse me, like it just, it was sickening. And I remember just being like truly disgusted by it. And, and I was just thinking to myself, like, I don't know how much I can do this shit. Like, you know, it's just like just seeing like the evil of pe- like of people just even in my own town, like that's sickening. 
like to know that you would try to throw your own grandchild under the bus because of what the guys got into a verbal spat that happens with families but you know but to lie and say that he physically assaulted you they could have killed that boy that night oh yeah no that like and even even now like that kind of that kind that actually ties into you know that it kind of tie it i wouldn't say kind of it actually does tie into the whole you know brutality aspect because brutality necessarily doesn't even have to be physical it can definitely be a mental and emotional damaging thing to really any any person of color like you're like you're sitting here spouting lies about your grandchild your your grandchild this could like this could possibly been your first grandchild and because of the fact that you know your daughter like your daughter you know your daughter's you know just so happened to sleep with you know a black man at the time or you know whatever the case may have been it's like you you were rather not you would rather be disgusted at the fact that oh well you're still black so why should i why should i have any type of protection over you or why should i you know exert any like effort to protect you when you're not when you're not my when you're not my kind when you're not my race so why should i care and it's it's a very disheartening thing to really just witness even in today's society it like excuse me it's a very disheartening thing to witness because it's like it's like it's like they they know what's going on they know they see the rate that like kid like black people are being like unlawfully murdered by law enforcement because just because of the abuse of their power just because they feel like oh well you know because i'm a, because i'm a police officer you have to listen to me you have to obey me you have to submit to me and it's like and it's so it it really just agitates me because like because i and i will give another prime example um i think this happened i want to say sometime earlier this week um in new york there was i believe three police officers one was a black op- a black uh female officer and these two white uh, male officers were basically wailing on this I, I forgot I forgot how old this child was, but she was she was a she was a kid, and they were just like tagging her, like just br- like just brutally beating her in broad daylight. And I can't put too I can't say too much about the black officer because she was just as she was just as surprised. She was just like, "Whoa, what are you doing to this child?" Like because at that because it's like it it sucks. It really does suck because you have not only just primarily white officers in law enforcement who pretty much take up the majority of, of, of law as a whole but then you have some you have some black officers who try who try or genuinely try to do the right thing they genuinely want to do the right thing but it's like they're they're kind of put in a tight situation now there are that now you do have those as well who actually kind of just do the like kind of imitate the same way white officers do like they'll you know 
use excessive force. They'll, you know, un- now I wouldn't now as far as I know, I'm not 100% sure, but I but as far as I know, there hasn't been a a case that I've heard of of a black officer, you know, unlawfully, you know, killing another black uh innocent black person. So it it so it kind of it kind of throws off this whole aspect not this not necessarily throws off but it kind of like makes you think it's like okay well you have some of these you have you we know of the white officers who you know normal not would say normally lord who primarily target black people you know either to meet a quota or to just to be like hey look at my big stick this is me and not just that was gonna oh, i'm sorry oh no you're good um and it's like they'll, they'll just kind of I, I don't know it's kind it's a very it's a very like mind-boggling thing because it's because again i know there are some that actually want to do the right thing and you know this isn't necessarily you know uh you know us saying that you know all all cops are bad you know let you know defund the police and all this other stuff no we're we're all we're simply doing is trying to get y'all to understand that hey we're like we're just as human as you are we we you know we have i wouldn't say we share the same blood but we basically bleed the same you know we share the same air but it's like y'all are not wanting to see that because you're you're afraid to lose all all of the basically you know i'll just go ahead and say it you're basically afraid to lose all the corruption you've already built and all the and basically want to keep black people on this on this tight leash to where oh if you say or do this then we're just gonna take you out anyway No, I was going to also say this too, like, I've, you know, like, I was going to speak back to like, you know, the officers, you know, I think a better system for like, you know, just policing in general is like, you know, whenever it comes to, I don't think that people that are not from the same neighborhood, I don't think that they should be the officers patrolling that area. Right. I feel that they they become hyper vigilant because they're like, okay, we know this is like a high crime area and things like that. But I think what works a lot better in some cases is you know, whenever there's like say like there's a guy who is from a neighborhood and things like that who you know takes up law enforcement and things like that. I feel that that's how community is kind of like it it be, like it it becomes a thing like you know it, like community starts when you have people obviously around you who are not only like you but just like kind of understand like your struggles kind of understand where you're coming from and things like that and under you know and understand your experience as a black person or either a person of color you know there have been videos that i've seen where it makes me happy and then i still feel like almost like a little weird i don't know how to explain it but I would say, like, you know, I would see, like, okay, like, I'll see, like, a white officer come and play basketball with, like, you know, like, people, like, the youth of, um, you know, people of color. Right. And that, like, warms my heart. That makes me really happy seeing that. Like, I, I love seeing that kind of stuff because I'm, like, that makes me feel like that there is showing me that there is, like, there's, there is a chance, there's an opportunity 
for things to be fixed like i don't feel that everything is just going to go to hell i don't think that everything is just going to go to shit you know i don't want to have a defeatist a defeatist mindset when it comes to it i know there's change and i know change is coming and i don't know if it'll be in our lifetime you know or like you know the generation after us lifetime but i definitely feel that you know what how the movement is going and you know kind of like what proof being there and having different people in office and this is not necessarily saying having people in a white house because i feel like this is another topic that people don't really think about like when everyone thinks about voting they're just thinking like oh we just vote for like the white house like who's going to be the next president but no one really thinks about like okay we, like who do we vote for in our town or vote for for our state like those kind of things are really important right you know and that like that controls like if you can start from you know just with your neighborhood and like move up to like you know districts in your city and then your actual town they can move up to districts of the state and then to the whole state and then we can fix our country you know right i feel like things just need to i don't want to be like unrealistic and things like that but i feel like we're gonna get changed i feel like it's coming you know and i feel that whenever it comes to like like i said like seeing those videos it makes me happy seeing that because i know that there's still good you know kind-hearted people out there who actually want good for everyone i know that um you know i would see other videos of even like black officers from a neighborhood like oh this person used to play football you know for this school in this area and things like that now he's an officer and things like that and it would make me happy to see those kind of things because i'm just like okay like this is what i want to see like this is the kind of improvement that i think that we should have as far as just not even just a community but just in society in general and you know we are coming on our 40 minute marker and like um what are your final keynotes or thoughts for this episode uh so final keynotes um there, there is. De- I would definitely say there is a lot of progress being made. There's definitely, um, there's definitely a lot. Um, there is change. Um, like you said, there is change coming. Um, it may, it may, it may not be with us. It may be, and it may not be with the generation after. But there is, there has been a rapid growth of people support. Not, not only just supporting you know black lives matter but also supporting black people as a whole now some now some people may now it may come off um a little weird to uh to most but there are some that actually genuinely want to see equality not only just with us but just you know as as a unit they're trying to see like they're trying to make it to where like we all we want we basically want gov- not only just law enforcement but just government officials to actually see hey you know black people are people too like their lives matter just as much as you know ours do so why do they have to be treated any type of differently but uh final but but honestly final final thought they're like well, it's gonna it's a slow progressive battle but i would say eventually we will get there we will honestly tr- like truly get there i will say the same thing i believe in us and as, as a society like we will get there and i have been your host dt and i've been your co-host zach and we'll catch you guys in the next episode bye
Thanks for joining us this week on DT and Zach Talks About. Make sure to visit our site, anchor.fm slash DT Talks About, where you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Anchor FM, so you'll never miss the episodes. While you're at it, if you found value in our show, and we'd really appreciate you to leave a rating on Apple Podcasts, or simply just tell a friend about our podcast, or share it on social media. We really appreciate it. Thanks.